Hey, y'all. I'm Ashley. And I'm Ash. And you're listening to Week of the Witch here on Hex Girlfriends. So Ash and I were thinking we'd like to put some merch out there. Would you like to see maybe some stickers, some mugs, uh, t-shirts? Because we want to see y'all supporting the pod out there. And uh, we would love to hear your ideas for merchandise for Hex Girlfriends. For sure. I love the idea of stickers. Like I'm friends with a lot of people that just love stickers, like the water bottle stickers, you know, you're the same. Well, well, we do the cooler stickers. We love yes. putting yep. stickers on our cooler. So I, I know I'll be representing the pod by putting that on the cooler. We would totally be down to, to get some stickers going. We, <laughs> we can make a mug called Uncle Ronnie's Secret Sauce. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're here for the ideas. What are we talking about this week? Tell me all about it. I am more than excited to finally tell you the story of my great, 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 maybe a few more greats, Grandma Rebecca Nurse Salem Witch. How amazing is that? That is so crazy to me. Y'all, I don't know anything about this story. I've been, you know, holding off, waiting for Ash to tell it to us. I'm super excited about hearing about her too. It's an interesting story. And I'll tell you what, it really made me mad reading it. You probably took it personal. Oh, yeah. I was like, leave my Nana alone. But we'll learn that there's a lot of shitty people in this world. That goes all the way back to the dawn of time. And it didn't stop here in the 1600s. And it hasn't stopped today. Just a little bit of background. I am related to Rebecca Nurse through my mother's side of the family. Papa, her father, it's actually his lineage. They essentially came over, they came through Maine, which is interesting because, you know, a lot of people came down through Massachusetts, but my family actually came in through Maine and made our way down to the colonies in Massachusetts over time. That is how I am related to Miss Rebecca Nurse. My aunt and my mother are nurses. It's like they were destined to be in the health field. That's right. And I've been making comments here and there throughout the podcast that I'm a descendant of a convicted hang Salem witch. And today y'all going to hear about it. Tell us, girl. I hope I do it some justice. You already do just by being here. You're doing it justice. That's right. I'm telling the damn story. How about that? That's right. America's had an extremely fucked up history, especially early America with a specialty in executing innocent people from all backgrounds. Thinking about it makes my stomach hurt. I'm so glad that I'm not a part of that time. At the same time, our time is not really that great either. I can only speak to my heritage specifically, but the stories are important. They deserve a space to be told. Again, I wish I could say that we've learned a thing or two, but history has a way of repeating itself. You know, much like modern day media, a few people could take a situation or exchange and twist it so grotesquely that you end up canceled in front yep. of your peers and they yep. just they determine your your fate based on fear and hate or whatever it is so before genealogy was all the rage and people had unlimited access to records on the internet i can remember being attracted to all things witches melissa joan hart 
Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Clarissa Girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that show too. But I mean, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, you know, that only Absolutely. intensified my love for witches. I mean, we even named our family dog Sabrina. I, I love it. I would wish and wish and wish that on my 16th birthday that I would turn into a witch. Do you ever watch Teen Witch? Yeah, I think I've maybe seen parts of that one. You need to watch it. It's good. Or did you watch Bewitched as a child? I loved Bewitched. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, I'm Samantha. Obsessed with it. Yep. You know, it's funny that it doesn't fit, but in Salem Square, they have a statue of Elizabeth, the, the woman that played, the I actress know. that and played. I can't think of her last name. I always forget her last name. I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. R.I.P. She's on a statue in the middle of the square there, even though she's not a Salem witch. It's just they kind of play up the witchy, the witchy things. All of those shows. A side note, because we're talking about 16. That you know, the trials took place in 1692. I wonder if this is why fictional stories about witches like Sabrina or Teen Witch that's why they become, you know, witches when they're 16. I'm genuinely curious. Well, you know, in Hocus Pocus, it was made in 1992 and they're like 300 years ago. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. When I was probably 12 or 13, I remember going into Barnes and Noble and I picked out a book for a school book report called A Delusion of Satan. <laughs> okay damn that is deep (laughs) it is and i think my mom initially was like the fuck you reading (laughs) (laughs) my mama would have tossed that in the trash and signed me up for therapy she probably would have put me in a church camp and (laughs) yeah they'd be burning books maybe i can understand burning a book called a delusion of satan i can't understand burning harry potter but whatever anyways somebody burnt harry potter oh yeah there's there's yeah, where have I been? People do any and everything. <laughs> douchebag be douchebagging, you That's know? That's right. Uh, LOL, this book was non-fictional. It was non-fiction. It was a deep dive into the delusion of Salem, Satan, in the 1600s. Okay. Dare I say we reinvented a delusion of Satan with the whole satanic panic in the 1980s. Again, history is repeating itself. We've consistently gone back to the must be the devil to explain away fucked up shit in history. These books, shows like Sabrina, Charmed, Charmed the Craft. Yes. Oh my God, The Craft. Yes. Mm-hmm. All of these kept my fascination with witches at the forefront of my mind my entire life. You know, you can imagine eight to nine years ago when we discovered that we were descendants of one of one of the most infamously convicted and executed Salem witches that I thought to myself, fuck it, I knew it. 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 I knew there was something <laughs> in this family. We're all just a bunch of witches. <laughs> now, I'll be the first to say these motherfuckers would have looked at me and pegged me for a witch straight off. I got that dark curiosity. I got a big personality. You yes. Know, wicked sense of humor. That's a big no, no. So wicked. Oh, I know. Don't be asking somebody to pull your finger. You'd no. be a witch. 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 A witch. I want a sandwich. Yeah, I can make those. (laughs) Don't take no magic to make a sandwich. You know, the idea of witches has been deeply embedded in cultures around the world for centuries. Where did it all begin for America? In the 1600s, not long after our European ancestors floated on over to Plymouth, Massachusetts, establishing roots in the New World, Mm -hmm. you know, Salem would become a thriving town in Massachusetts. And about after 84 years of hurdles, including, you know, battling smallpox, things that really took a toll on them, many Puritans in the colony, they started to see more failure than success. And so they would turn, turn that to the belief that the devil was at work in the colony. 
So anything like sickness and poverty at all was because of crop the, failure. The devil. The devil did it. That's right. And how else do we explain the devil's work? Through the witches. Witchcraft. In January of 1692, this is a very fucking long time ago, a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old. Uh-huh. Imagine this. These little girls, not much older than yours. Oh. Okay. Nine-year-old Betty Paris and 11-year-old Abigail Williams, mm-hmm. the daughter and niece of Salem Village's minister, Reverend Samuel Paris. <laughs> these are the brats, aren't these, they? These okay. are the brats. Everybody knows the brats. They suddenly fell ill. Yeah, they sure would, they did. You know, they would make strange, never-before-heard sounds. They would huddle under furniture and clutch their heads in agony. These symptoms were alarming to their parents, to say the least. And everyone was baffled and confused at when neither prayer nor medicine made the girls better. So the parents started considering the only possible explanation, psychedelic mushrooms. No, no, no. Sorry. Dr- <laughs> drugs are a logical y'all explanation. Out the, y'all, out, y'all were out in the pasture. Did y'all eat that uh, horse apple, that cow patty out there? That's right. That, Damn love- it. I told you it wasn't chocolate out there in the field. Nope. Shrooms growing shit. <laughs> Let that be a lesson. <laughs> Drugs would be a logical explanation here. They would have chilled the fuck out. <laughs> they needed the Rebels Apothecary from Amazon. They did. <laughs> so plug. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. What? I, so what I meant to say was um, witchcraft. That's the only possible explanation here. Because the girls' afflictions were so strange and untreatable, you can imagine word spread fast that these children were suffering the effects of witchcraft. And then as the word spread, others started to come forward claiming they too had these alarming symptoms. Of course. Mm-hmm. They'd swear disembodied spirits were stabbing, choking, and jabbing them with pins. Mm. What? What? <laughs> sounds like you have a really overactive imagination. It sounds I mean, are like you, you have neuropathy. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's sorry. Like, take, a, take a walk. That's all. Just take a deep breath. Just <laughs> hold on a second. Let's get some <laughs> circulation in our legs, ladies. Yes. Uh-huh. Let's High step it. Yeah, let's do some you know, Richard Squats. Simmons dance to the oldies. Let's get the blood flowing. That's right. That's right. Because it sounds to me like you got pins and needles in your legs. There's something wrong with your legs. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. but them, them okay. damn children in the that's pins right. and needles. That's- All right. That's right. That's right. Okay. These people started saying, hey, uh, yeah, I've had that happen too. They'd swear that disembodied spirits were stabbing, choking, jabbing them with pins. And soon the afflicted would just start shouting out names to identify these specters or invisible entities that were tormenting them. Neighbors, acquaintances, even total strangers would be named as evil specters set to punish them. That terrifies me. It's absolutely scary that somebody that you've never even met your name out there and you are literally on the chopping block. I wonder how many people were like Homer Simpson into the bushes. Like, (laughs) you know what? I'm going to just back out now because I can see where this is going. There were definitely people that were like, these little bitches are lying. This is not Uh true. How can you not see that they are making this up? You know, right. I would be terrified. I'd be like, tell my child, like, you know, let's go ahead and get in the horse and buggy and get on out of here. Yeah. I think there's probably a lot of them that wish they would have. Um, was horse and buggy around back then? It not was. A bu- not a buggy. Well, a buggy. No, I don't know about a buggy. Maybe a cart, perhaps. Okay. Or no, you know, I mean, when was. Well, Thrones, you know, she showed her vagina when she was sitting on the back of that cart. Well, you know, Thrones isn't <laughs> real. <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's so fucked up that like even total strangers could just call you out and be like, you're a witch. And then, you know, these little girls would roll around on the ground and stick their knees with pins and shit. And then, you know, some people would see them do it and they were like, "Eh, you're a liar. But the majority believed them. Can we back up? Why did this ever start? Which girl said, hey, I wonder what sparked that for them to, to act so poorly like that and dangerously. I'm very curious to know who put the idea in their mind that witches were a thing. I don't know if this was discussed about in church. If you do something bad, it's because of Satan. It's not because, you know, you're just a a shitty kid. You know, it's got to be some unseen force that has caused you to be bad and shitty. I don't know where they got the idea. But then I I think that they got the idea and they started doing it and either they couldn't turn back now or, Uh or they enjoyed it. Enjoyed the power, probably Mm -hmm. like a God complex and those little girls. Exactly right. And I think what's most fucked up about it is that the minister is the main accuser. That's his daughter. And then his niece, Abigail, who's a bigger bitch. But so over the course of the year alone, 1692, over 200 people were jailed for witchcraft. How many? Over 200. Over 200. Over 200. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of people. And I wonder how big the village was. Couldn't have been that big. Good I mean, Lord. I mean, they had a decent population, you know, anywhere from 150 to a little over 200 people. That's an insane amount of, of your colony. We would have been in there. I'd know oh, it. No doubt. I, I know it. <laughs> Of those, 14 women and five men would be hanged, one man would be tortured to death, and at least five would die while they were in prison. Oh, that's awful. Torture to death. Oh, yeah. I'll get to wow. that Wow. Mm-hmm. So before I get into my grandmother's story, there are, you know, you got to, I've got to set the stage because she was one of the very first, essentially, to, to really get accused. I have to set the stage with the first three that happened before her. Okay. Because this kind of paints another perspective to the story. So not only do you have these two little girls that are acting a fool because they got a hold of the wrong stuff or whatever the case may be, uh-huh. but then you also have some stuff that kind of like flips around with these first three women. I do want to give a quick trigger warning for sla- slavery. It was stupid. It was shitty. It happened. We acknowledge that, but the, the enslaved deserve to have their stories told. Absolutely. If you don't want to hear this part, I totally understand. Skip ahead a couple moments. Now, and I'm not going to cover all that were convicted and hanged, but it's important that I note these leading up to them because they were the first three to be accused. Okay. These three seem to be easy targets in quotes by, you know, 1692 standards. The first being Tichuba, which a lot of people recognize that name. Uh Yep. Had a history class of any kind in time, Tichuba, you know that name. You know that name. Mm-hmm. She was an enslaved woman. She was owned by Reverend Samuel Paris. Well, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So very interesting that she's the first one. Tichuba is believed to have been Native American. A lot of, I think, stories paint her as, as an African-American or African woman, but most records indicate that she was actually a native American. And what happened to her was that she was taken from her tribe. Then she was taken down to Barbados where she was then forced into slavery. 
the story goes that Tichima must have learned witchcraft during her time in Barbados before she was eventually sold to the Thompson Plantation. She spent some time there under Thompson, and then when the head of Thompson Plantation passed away, Samuel Paris inherited Tichima. Ugh, inherited a person. It's awful. It's it's like gifting a person, uh, you know, for their wedding gift. Yeah, like the Bell Witch story. Exactly. Uh-huh, it's awful. It's disgusting. It was after his daughter and niece fell ill that he would go on to beat Tichiba repeatedly forcing false confessions out of her. You know, you can imagine anybody being tortured. You're going to say anything to make it stop. A little like false confessions that happen today. Maybe not by physical torture, but totally different. Yes, exactly. Totally different tactics, but still manipulating a person, whether mentally emotionally or physically to giving you a confession that is not true after many instances she said you know what fuck it i did it you know i made this witchy little cake for your daughter i learned how to protect myself and do magic from my mistress in barbados i've seen other women in this town turn into creatures you name it i've either done it or bore witness to it When she cooperated as a witness, it ultimately saved her life. She was jailed versus executed. You know, she said, yeah, sure, I did it. The second woman was Sarah Good. Now, she was Mm -hmm. a white woman. Tichiba is the only slave, I believe, that was pulled into this mess. The second woman was Sarah Good. Mm -hmm. Sarah was a dependent woman due to marital issues, dowry issues. You know, she was kind of an easy target because she was dependent upon people to survive the two young girls would name sarah as one of their tormentors i want to know why god they looked at you and they didn't like you You, because you were an easy target i bet we could get everybody to believe us with that one Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and who better than to blame your family slave because of course if you were to say your slave did something and nobody's going to question you on that because you're the privileged white asshole that owns them and you can say whatever you want and your daddy's gonna believe you yeah so they were essentially testing the waters i think so i think so sarah she was accused of rejecting puritanical expectations of self-control and discipline when she chose to torment and scorn children instead of leading them down a path of salvation. You sounded like mama from Carrie just then. It feels like a very mama thing. So the girls said that she had jabbed them with a knife and produced a broken blade. But a man actually debunks this in the courtroom he says no 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 no. i broke my blade earlier they saw that they embellished their story so they were scolded for lying but thank you sir for speaking up <laughs> yeah thank you sir for for telling the truth and for you know giving an example that these little shits are liars it didn't matter sarah good remained in the same position third woman was sarah osborne and she's described as ill most believed what her ailment was depression She scandalized the town when she married a former Irish indentured servant. You know, Sarah Osborne was accused by the two brats running around pretending to be poked and prodded and by another named Betty Hubbard. But what's worse, picture that Spider-Man meme where they're all three pointing fingers at each other. Uh huh. This is Tichiba, Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne. Tichiba pointed fingers at Good and Osborne. Good pointed fingers at Osborne, too, you know, because it was like, take the heat off of me. Exactly. 
and look, yeah. look at her. She's the one. She's the one, you know, and Osborne's like, y'all, what the fuck? Like, don't drag me into this. I'm depressed and miserable as, as it is. Like, I don't need no more. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, yeah. I'm still waiting for a good abduction today. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. It, it's in the notes here. It says I could use a good abduction. But I mean, think if you were in that position, you'd be like anything. You take me. Be like, yeah, either take me or take, you know, take them because I didn't fucking do this shit. Exactly. <laughs> don't drag me into this. You know what? I'd be half tempted to play into it. If I knew that my life was on the line, I'd be like, oh, yeah, sticking you with pins. And- I'll show you. I'll stick you with some pins and needles, you little bitch. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Witch. So ridiculous. Sarah Good pointed the fingers to pull the heat off of her. And Tichiba, having already confessed to being a servant of the devil... And, you know, she, she go Tichiba's story is fascinating. I don't have the time to tell it, unfortunately, because I do want to touch on these to, to lead to my main story. But Tichiba's story is fascinating because I think it's really, truly one to be told in its entirety. I mean, she goes into great detail about the devil being a tall man and that she saw these two women with this man and all of these things. So there's, there's lots to her story that I can't cover today. It's very fascinating. Now that she has already confessed to this, she has to keep going with this if she wants to keep her life. She says, yeah, Good and Osborne are in on it too. Osborne would be jailed and then she would later die in jail at age 49. Sarah Good, I'm not entirely sure what happens to her. I think she goes to jail. I don't think she's hanged, but I'm not entirely sure when she passes away. These next two accusations, three technically, well, they would blow the minds of everybody in Salem. Oh, my Lord. Those hold on two, to your ass. Hold on. Grab on tight. Those two women were Martha Corey, age 72, and my grandmother, Rebecca Nurse, age 71. So Rebecca Nurse was born in February of 19. I'm sorry. She was born in February of 1621. She would go on to marry Francis Nurse who was Salem's constable. Okay. And successfully, she would birth and raise eight children into adulthood. Um, as your grandmama had a gaggle. She had a gaggle of children and they all survived. <laughs> Hell yeah, they did. That's right. Well, she's a witch, so magic. So she and Francis worked diligently on their 300 and their 300 acre farm, which I will. <laughs> She's going to say 308 children. <laughs> with their three, they worked hard on their 308 children. Y'all was busy. They was so busy. She didn't have no time to pee. <laughs> so she and Francis worked diligently on their 300 acre farm, which I will post pictures of because I, I did visit this summer and take some pictures of the, of the homestead. Perfect. Yes, it's in a section of what was Salem at the time uh, is today called Danvers. In mid-March, Anne Putnam Jr., who was 12 years old, would claim to see a specter of an old woman sitting in her grandmother's chair that was not her grandmother. Oh, uh, what in the Bathsheba is that? Well, with encouragement from others in the Putnam household, Anne would name Rebecca as the specter. Abigail thought, oh, another opportunity to wallow around and get someone's ass thrown in jail. Sign me up because here's another invisible entity poking and choking me. I seen her too. You've got to be kidding me. It still blows my mind Mm -hmm. that like this child has no conscience. No. And no credibility whatsoever. 
she's like one of two or three that is a she's a baby she's 11 years old yeah and she would just write like her thing her go-to was to writhe around and have everyone believe that she was literally physically tortured by an invisible entity when really she was just wallowing around on the ground acting a fool like a kid in toys r us throwing a fit and putnam senior she would also call out rebecca as a witch with a former minister in audience one day at her homestead she battled with nurses specter which the minister couldn't see himself but she was there he saw Anne battling with something rebecca was 71 years old yeah how they could be battling with a 71 year old woman <laughs> right on march 23rd 1692 a warrant was issued for rebecca's arrest based on accusations made by edward and john putnam and upon hearing the accusations my frail 71 year old grandmother often described as an invalid someone with ailments because she's fucking 71 exactly (laughs) exactly invalid is not an appropriate term unfortunately it's just in all of these stories that's how it's told 71 year old woman with ailments and she says quote i am innocent as the child unborn but surely what sin hath god found out in me unrepented of that he should lay such an affliction on me in my old age what could have happened that god would do this to me as a 70 year old woman that is so heartbreaking public outcry greeted the accusations made against her and she was considered you know because she was considered to be a woman of very pious character she lived in amity with her neighbors and she had a reputation for benevolence as well as just being a good neighbor even one of her neighbors sarah halton who had accused rebecca of acting quite unreasonably because they had like a quarrel over some trust like you know get off get your pigs off my lawn kind of shit you know she later changed her mind and she spoke in rebecca's defense 39 of the most prominent members of the community signed a petition on her behalf because at 71 she was one of the oldest accused and and everybody again really respected and liked her and think about how terrifying it must have been to speak on their behalf well, then I'm fucking next. That's right. It took a lot of really brave people to come together and be like, no, no, this is ridiculous. John Hathorne and Jonathan Corwin, they were two examining magistrates. They normally regarded the guilt of the accused as self-evident, you know, but they took a different attitude in, in Rebecca's case. They also did this in the case of her sister, Mary Town Eastie. So my, that name. we know that name. That is that is Bathsheba from The Conjuring. That is her mama. <laughs> and at the time when you asked me, do you know her? That's your story. I said, I just know they hung around with each other in 1692. <laughs> I apologize for the morbid joke. I didn't know that was her sister. That's wild. So Mary and, and that's that's her sister of blood, I believe. I believe that kind of makes her my auntie. I think so. Yes. Hey, auntie. Hey, auntie. Auntie Eastie. You know, they they kind of, they took a different attitude with her and her sister. And they told Rebecca openly that if she was innocent, they prayed that God would show her innocence. For it is a sad thing to see church members accused. Motherfuckers, it's a sad thing to see anybody accused because you all are full of shit. So much shit. Get get your fucking boots because the shit's high. It is. It's ridiculous. Hawthorne has has was no doubt influenced by the fact that her sister 
I'm sorry, that his sister, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Porter was a close friend of Rebecca's and one of her staunchest defenders. So I think that's kind of why he was on her, you know, he, he handled her a little bit differently because, you know, one of her best friends was his sister. Okay. And she, and she defended her hardcore, you know, Rebecca's trial began June 30th, 1692 in accordance with procedures at the time, Mrs. Nurse, like the others accused, she represented herself. She was not allowed to have a lawyer. Many members of the community, because of her respectability, they would testify on her behalf, including family members, friends, and often the afflicted little brats would break into fits and claim that she was tormenting them. Such so-called spectral evidence was allowed into the trial to show that Satan was actively working in the community. I mean, when will it stop? (laughs) That is so outrageous. So outrageous. Like this little old lady is literally Mm -hmm. sitting there in the courtroom and you are saying that she's projecting her spirit across the room to choke this little bitch. Yeah. How they allowed those shenanigans to go on is beyond me. And And I'm surprised that she didn't have a heart attack right there. Oh, all the stress they put on that woman. I just imagine her like Joe Biden zoning out. Right. Uh huh. You know, through different parts of this and, and being and just having no idea what's actually going on because she's so damn old. In response to their outbursts, she said, I have got nobody to look to but God. Even in the darkest hour, she is still all about God. And they're like, nope, those kids, they said so. So we're going to trust them. Exactly. Their crazy exactly. ass judgments. Well, I'm not about kid violence and beating (laughs) beating the hell out of your kid i think i would have beat the hell out of those kids (laughs) i think those girls deserve to be smacked get the belt (laughs) yeah i'm telling you i'm telling you you really want some pins and needles i'll give you some pins and needles they were just such little bitches in the end the jury ruled rebecca nurse not guilty you know due to the public outcry then renewed fits and spasms by the afflicted's The judges reviewed her case with the jury and one particular point was emphasized and the jury requested a second chance of deliberation, which was a legal practice that they used in those days. The jury asked Rebecca to explain her remark that she, uh, that essentially accused another witch with deliverance Hobbs was her name. And this was a remark that Rebecca had made in during her trial. It was misunderstood essentially this comment. And she was asked to explain her remark that another accused witch deliverance Hobbs was of her company. The implication being that they both signed a pact with the devil. Fatally, Rebecca, who was hard of hearing, she did not hear the question. And she later, mm -hmm, she later explained to her kids that she was referring to this woman as a fellow accused witch, not of her company. She was just saying, she was just speaking of deliverance, Hobbs. Hey, this is, this is another one that that's been accused like me. Yeah. She's in the camp. We're in the company of witches. That's right. And so they changed their verdict and they sentenced her to death July 19th. Because of her not being able to hear. Mm -hmm. Oh my Lord. Somebody just ripped my heart right out of my chest. That really sucked. Because, you know, people were so upset. Everybody was saying, no, this isn't true. She, there's no way she's a God-fearing woman. She's an excellent woman. You know, look at her history here. She's never done anything wrong. And then 
said she misspoke. She got canceled. And they were just waiting for her to misspeak. They they were were. just waiting to accuse her. Yep. That's, that's absolutely right. Before her trial, she had to go through the humiliating and invasive process of an intimate search of her body in which no, mm-hmm, if there was a mole or a blemish or a skin irregularity, they considered it to be a witch mark. The investigating women found a suspicious mark, although two of nurse's daughter-in-laws would later testify thing that she had had for years was misidentified. Not only did she get accused, she then had to go through like a strip search and, you know, have people looking at the most intimate parts of her body. And if there was any kind of mark on it being like, oh, yep, of course, there's going to be a mark. She's 71 fucking years old. I I mean, mean, she probably has liver spots and everything uh else. Absolutely. I mean, are they trying to find 666, you know, somewhere on her body? (laughs) What the fuck are you guys? This is crazy. Unfortunately... You know, those things, those things happened to her. And and even though they tried to get it flipped, they couldn't. She ended up, you know, mis- mishearing someone and then they changed their verdict and they sentenced her to death on July 19th, 19, or I'm sorry, July 19th, 1692. Now, she, like the others that were executed, were executed on Proctor's Ledge at Gallows Hill. Um, I will share a picture of this also. It is extremely underwhelming how small this hill is uh-huh. um, it, to, to think that that there's there's like a town home right across from it. So, to you know, to think that that's where these people were persecuted and hanged and everything else is wild to me. I think as recently as 2018 or 19, they have put in a memorial there. OK, so so like everyone who was hanged there, their names are in like a square and somebody brings roses by every now and then for them it's really Um, nice how do you know how many names are there i think it was 19 total yeah it is nice and i and i did go up to you know to it very closely and i'm not a person that prays but i did say some like words to to her and to everybody there because it was just kind of a humbling experience because those people really did go through some fucking terrible things uh, there's two more that I, I want to tell you about because these two happened at the same time as as Rebecca. But one thing that's really important to note that's also um, very aggravating, makes me very angry, mm-hmm. is that on October 17th of 1711, an act to reverse the attainers, attainders of George Burroughs and others for witchcraft was signed by Governor Joseph Dudley clearing the names of Rebecca nurse and her sister, Mary town Easty 20 years after the trials ended. Wow. So in the end, after they hanged this old, old woman, she was found not Not guilty. guilty. Unbelievable. She had to go through all that bullshit. And and, and to be like, huh? What? She couldn't hear a damn thing. It's Uh just, it's just so infuriating. The entire thing. I know. So 20 years later, like, (laughs) Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, so sorry about that. Sorry about, uh, you know, you know, strip searching you and hanging you and (laughs) humiliating you. And I'm glad that they did do it so that her name is not on record as ever actually having done anything. But at the same time, she had to go through the trials and she had to be murdered. So I'm glad that her name is associated with the trials because it's important for us to know that about her. 
Right. These, these are the other two that are kind of mind blowing before some of the, some of the other big players come in. So at the same time, there was a Martha Corey and she was also a, a deeply religious woman. She was very prominent in the church and she did have a mixed race, illegitimate child. But all in all, this did not seem to be an issue. Um, oh, because that, that worried me for a second. Yeah, I, I believe but- that the child was half Native American. And so, and, and Martha Corey was was not. She was a white woman. It didn't. It, but it didn't seem to be an issue in the town. Right. Which Thank is crazy God. because of right. what, what is an issue here. You know, and she didn't really believe in witches or sorcery. And she was well known by the town for her devotion for the church. But she was also, unfortunately, well known for being very open and speaking out about how she thought these little brats in town were lying. You know, girl <laughs> you in danger girl <laughs> that's right shut she up <laughs> that's right she she did not she did not keep her mouth shut you know in some way good for her she stuck up for no, people no, no, no. yes good for her you know <laughs> we're all thinking the same thing like oh lord yeah <laughs> do you know what you're setting yourself up for but yes i'm glad she had the balls to be like y'all stupid as hell yeah Exactly. Like she got it. Like Martha Corey was with it and she was like, no, this is some bullshit. Right. So she was also married to a man named Giles Quarry. Now in the beginning, I mentioned that there was a man who would be tortured to death, having also been accused and refused to admit it. This is Giles Quarry. Mary was accused by Ann Putnam and another little bitch named Mercy Lewis, who was a teenager. She is wicked. Uh... So Mary was sentenced to hang september 22nd at the age of 72 rebecca was 72 when she was hanged also so these were two old women Uh that were god-fearing church-going women respected in the community obviously that didn't make any difference to them sure didn't so just a few days before her death giles is the one that would be tortured to death when he was questioned about being a witch he would you know deny 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 basically and he would just and they would say well you know if you don't tell us we're just going to throw another stone on you so he you know they had him like shackled down and they were piling stones on him he said something to the effect of like what's one more you know basically and they ultimately they crushed him to death and he was 82 years old oh my god so it's we're gonna torture you either way either way and you know what he said fuck you hit me with your best shot yeah and and he died knowing he was an innocent person and proclaiming thus you know until the end of his days good for you charles what makes me mad about this mercy lewis is that marytown Eastie. she was accused and sentenced to hang but then you know they dropped the charges kind of like with rebecca they were like okay now we'll we'll drop it we'll let it go but then little miss mercy said nay nay she's tormenting me right this minute and then she started flipping out and acting afflicted. They flipped the charges and then Mary Town Eastie was, was also hanged. It's important to note that Mercy was suffering child abuse at home because she was being beaten by her parents. Hurt people, hurt people. That's exactly right. A lot of times that, that does happen. I thought that was very interesting when I found that out as I was doing this research. This little girl was such a brat she was so terrible in a lot of these scenarios like these other girls were and it just it turns out that she was being abused at home and acting out 
So that was really sad. That was really That's sad. It. It's really, yeah. Either way you look at it, because you you want to hate that child, but at the same time, you're like, it's just sad either way, you know, all the way yeah. around. It's terrible. That's right. You end up, you end up feeling sorry for, for everybody involved because, you know, I don't feel so bad for the Putnam little girl. Yeah. What were, what was their the Paris little girl the, and uh-huh. Abigail Williams? They were just brats, you know, but this little girl, you know, she legitimately had things going on at home and took it out elsewhere where she saw an opportunity, I guess. And that is the story of my ancestor and a few others that unfortunately were were taken when she was taken. But I really, I was excited to tell this story. I, I hope that I did it justice. There's so many more details. I mean, she's like the subject of the crucible. Rebecca Nurse is one of those names, just like Bridget Bishop mm-hmm. um, and Tichiba. Those are the more prominent names that you hear when you think of the Salem witch trials, just to find out that she was in my lineage was once a super cool, just fact of history and makes and me how, appreciate what happened, not appreciate what happened to her, but appreciate her story. Absolutely. And it shines a light on, I don't know, I don't want to say human nature, maybe human nature of terrible people, like on down the line, it keeps passing on down the line, like picking the easy targets, totally destroying them. Whether it's by death or hanging or throwing stones, maybe they didn't believe those children. Maybe they just really wanted to hurt somebody or they wanted the drama or they wanted make an example of them because they wanted something to blame their their poverty on, their sickness on. And and these people just happen to be easy targets. And that's right. It is heartbreaking. And what else is heartbreaking, too, is that, you know, aside from these little girls that were making these accusations, a lot of this religious extremism was indoctrinated in these people. You know, we talk about indoctrination now and how it it can happen in all kinds of things, just not just religion. But, you know, these people were taught from the beginning of their life to fear the devil, believe in God, and that's life and maybe farm a little bit. If you think about how cults originate, of course, I want to dive into some cults uh, on later on down the road. Think about these people. They will fucking die on their hill. Oh, yeah. Um, No matter how crazy it sounds, common sense goes out the window. That's right. (laughs) It does. It does not exist. (laughs) It does not exist. And people get hurt. We have to be like the Martha Corys and speak up when we see something, say something and point it out saying that is some bullshit right there. It needs to stop now. (laughs) Right, right. And if more people would have said it with her. I I really feel like it was probably a 50-50 split. There were probably a lot of people that were like, what the fuck are they, what what are they talking about? These little girls are talking about, I've known Becky since she was seven years old. It's just, it's sad that they didn't speak out in more numbers. And what if those children had epilepsy or something that was actually wrong with them health-wise? What if they actually (laughs) were sick or what if they did get into some mushrooms? Maybe they got into some bad shit. Yeah, they found something. They found some fucking, um, some poppies. They found a poppy field somewhere. (laughs) They they found a poppy field. They maybe, they found (laughs) some, what is that? What's that stuff people go down to the Amazon and do the shamans? Uh, Ayahuasca. Maybe they were drinking some root tea, got a hold of the wrong stuff. stuff. Yeah. You know, it could have been... Or maybe they could have actually been sick or maybe they just could have been fucking brats. Mm -hmm. But the moral of the story here is that these people, half of them were full of shit Mm -hmm. and half of them were probably really scared because these little girls were so good at acting and convincing everyone that 
19 people lost their lives because of it in a lost very grotesque way lives in a very grotesque inhumane yeah awful way that's but, heavy it's, it's it's a good story it needs to be told but it's heavy it's heartbreaking and i know it holds a special place in your heart because it's in your blood that's right it's in my blood it's my my claim to my heritage i hope you all enjoyed it at least hearing the story i know the more i read about Rebecca's story, the more fascinated I am, the more I find out about each individual that was affected here, you know, the more I just am fascinated by, by it, not, not in a way that obviously condones what happened to them, but I'm just fascinated by the human mind and how it could twist in such a way to let this kind of thing happen to their, to their fellow neighbors. Right. Because there's no empathy. There's no compassion. There's just violence exactly it's still just it's barbaric we Mm -hmm. came we came here to get away from the church we just continue to use the church as a method of torture and it's it's terrible so that being said (laughs) that was our second story on week of the witch for i loved it it was awesome well good i'm so glad i'm so glad i finally got to tell it to you too and You all feel free to do your research on anything you want to look up. But I think that deep dive into Tichiba because I really think her story is very interesting and and how she was the first one to get the brunt of all of this. More fun witchy tales to come. Feel free to email us your witchy stories or suggestions of witchy stories at hexgirlfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Hex Girlfriends Podcast. Just let us know if there's anything you'd like to hear. Otherwise, I think I hear the owl hooting. I know I hear the owl hooting. We got to go. Time to go. Uh-huh.